This is Gutterball. The Lebowski Deepcast. Like, oh, it's a heist movie. No, it's a stoner movie. In each episode, Brad and Adam discuss a single minute of The Big Lebowski. They were teasing this movie in a way that made it seem like a heist. Providing insight. His dance is just excellent. So graceful. Commentary. They shot it all on a green screen. You can't do a pickup. And conjecture. He has found himself in a world turned upside down. Now, Gutterball. This is a weird time to be doing this. I like it. Do you? We're a little off our game. It's a it's a time that's not normal, but I'm interested in how this goes. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Instead of the I- stress of finishing dinner to prepare for the females in my home. Now I have the stress of finishing this in time to make the dinner for the females in my home. Okay. Okay. So we're going to try to keep this to like what, an hour? Hour and a half, hour and 40 at the most. Otherwise, oh, hour 40. Yeah. Forget I mean, that would be pushing it. We don't need to go that long. I doubt it. This is a we fairly n- simple minute. We don't need Not- to go more than 20 minutes. <laughs> really? Well, there's no dialogue. Well, there's definitely eloquent, unspoken dialogue. (laughs) There is no dialogue. There is. There's a lot of eloquent, unspoken dialogue. You can speak with your eyes, I think is what you're getting at. Yes. Well, okay, I'll jump right in, because I think the dude does a lot of speaking with his eyes. So you're jumping in right now? Yeah. Should we play the minute then? No. I mean, whoa. No. Whoa. I can't be stopped here. All right, go. His eyes. I think yeah, the, the blinking in the opening. When, uh, toward the end of this minute, when he is kind of looking at the paper from, from Larry <laughs> and his weird kind of contortions he's doing with his eyes, like looking at it in kind of disbelief slash trying to focus his eyes and just pondering what the hell this thing is. Because he was just smoking a doobie, drinking a beer, and slamming his car into a dumpster. So I guess he is a little out of sorts. He's in a, a few different states right now. Yes. He's drunk. He's stoned. He's in shock. And right. he just had a physical from a doctor that yeah. I think touched his man parts. Yeah. So he's, he's definitely so. out of sorts. But I think that look, that expression on his eyes somehow, especially as is like he tries to focus, his eyes get wide. That is somehow iconic to me. Iconic in what? Wait, like just that mean? shot for the, of the dude, dude or is just an iconic dude moment. Half confused, half revelatory. Yeah, or something and making that expression in his eyes, that confusion. I mean, it's something that I think okay. a lot of people, especially that look at the dude as some kind of like stoner hero, right? I think they're like digging on his like discombobulation at this point. You know what, though. I agree with you, but it's discombobulation with the biggest clue in the movie, right? Or maybe second biggest clue? But this is one that he finds by himself. Like, this is a bona fide, as if you're a Dashiell Hammett or Sam Spade type person, finding a clue. Here's a clue that I found, you know? I mean, So he's like, wait a minute, I've been spewing all this nonsense about this case and me working on it. But then the thrill of like, wait a minute, kind of like that Royal Tenenbaums line where Gene Hackman as Royal Tenenbaum 
It's like, these last few days have been the best of my life. And then Alec Baldwin's voiceover comes in over it. Immediately after he said it, Royal knew that it was true. (laughs) Right. You know, so he's been spewing all this about being on a case, but he's like, wait a minute. Holy shit. I'm actually on a case. I just found a clue. The worst of clues, but a clue. Yeah, and it's one that his uh, excessive consumption has led him to. So even better. Right, because he maybe never would have found this had he not crashed into the dumpster. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and I think so. Well, I think, I mean, the... he didn't notice it before, right. so I don't know if it was tucked in there. I mean, this is far-fetched, right? Did something happen like his... Uh, like getting in this accident and then trying to scooch along to the other side of the seat. Oh, see, that could be, I was thinking more like this, you know, so he's scooched down in there. His ass is like in the crease of the seat and this paper is like right on the edge, you know, and he's sitting on it. Now, if he's just scooting along, smoking his doobie, drinking his beer and arrives at his destination without incident, what does he do? He arrives, he opens the door, he kind of like squirms his butt around to work his way up out of the seat, right? But instead, he crashes, maybe even the crash, like, so he stops pretty quick, which makes his body lunge and lurch forward. So it's like the paper is kind of tight under his probably left ass cheek. And when he hits that dumpster, it scoots forward and drags the paper out a little bit because it was all wedged in there. His ass and the paper and the seat were like a little threesome going on. So that's me agreeing with you. All right, I just had to get that out there. Jump into that. Should, <laughs> no, we, play, like should we play the minute now? I guess. Even though the minute is mostly just uh, credence with a little bit of shrieking and some car horns added over top of it. I think that possibly this is the most information I've ever had about a minute, and it could quite possibly be the least substantial episode <laughs> we've ever had. So here we go. That's the that's the that's the <laughs> wonderful joy of this podcast. I guess I think it's always had that yin and yang. <laughs> I well, let's talk about that when we come back. All right, let's play the minute. Let's do it. Tell me more about 
yin and yang i mean is that an eastern thing some kind of eastern thing oh far from it no how so it is totally an eastern thing um (laughs) okay the well i guess i mean the more the less substance there is the more details and time there are Damn the longer you for the that. episode, the more information packed in, it somehow it becomes less substantial. I think that's par for the course for us. Damn you for that. You're so right. Mm. Yeah, because there's no dialogue. Although we do have a car crash. We got doobie smoking. We got beer drinking. We got uh, tailed by a who knows who it is at this point. He's being tailed by somebody. Could be more... People dunking his head in toilets or threatening castration. Hmm. He does try to get out a door that's inoperable. So that's more like, you're right, that's stuff that you can examine deeper than, well, deeper than what? I don't even know where I'm going with that. It's just stuff that happened, right? I guess it's kind of like a forest for the trees type thing, right? There's a lot of these details we can go super deep into, like how he can't open the door. And why does he then, once he can't open the door, he gets in a crash, his immediate reaction is, let me get out the door. Then he slides over to the passenger seat because he has to get out on that side, but then stops and kind of looks out both sides of the window. I guess I'm thinking in a sense of like, well, hey, where is that car that tailed me? Well, of course, of course. But that's that's the whole thing. Like, and where is it? And I examined that that sort of uh, temporal mystery there, whether or not they were playing fast and loose with the time it took between smashing into the dumpster when you knew that that car had turned onto this little side street. So it would have to do a three-point turn once it saw this accident do a three-point turn, zoom out, turn back onto the street and go away. Sometimes they'll be a little funny with this, and it'll be like a second and a half. You're like, there's no way a VW bug is going to be halfway down that street following you, see you crash, and go zip, 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 and be gone in a second and a half. It takes like six seconds, seven, eight. It takes a long time. They did pretty good with, like, having movie time and reality time match. And in the past, they haven't done it. Like, when the dude was walking towards the door out of the titular Lebowski's office. They were extending time there. And I thought for sure they were going to compress time here. Where it was like, bam, he smashes the dumpster, and he pretty much immediately turns to look for the car that was tailing him, but he doesn't. They do a good job of like making reality match. Right, it's magic kind of his time. excuse in his discombobulation. He kind of like almost he forgets about the car, and it's like, oh wait, that's right, the car. Yeah, let me look, and then the car is gone. So let me ask you this though: Is it important in this scene that real time matches movie time, or is that just happenstance? I don't think it matters, personally. I mean, I think Why? some directors might get really anal about that, but it, this is, it's all about a feeling and a flow, right? And that is what you, that's what the Coens are trying to create here. Well, let's get into that, then. serves that. Talk about why, why this, this scene where the flow matches the reality, time-wise, temporally. 
why that matters in this scene, but it didn't matter in that scene where it took the dude like two and a half minutes to walk the 10 feet <laughs> from well, no, his saying, chair to the I'm door. It doesn't matter. Well, no, it did matter saying, for the flow. The like bother to do it. Yes, explain matter, why, why in this scene they're right. all about the flow. In this scene, it mattered, or maybe it, you're saying it didn't matter, but in this scene, the real time matches the movie time. In the other scene, it didn't. How did they know when to do which and when it should match, when it didn't? Is it purely coincidence? I mean, it could be. It could be this whole stretching could be something that ends up happening in the editing room. You just feel it. Stretching and compression, and they have to they have to just run with that. Maybe they built in, you know, into they obviously built into the filming and the screenplay this idea of him not looking out the window immediately. Um, you know, I also wonder, does the VW bug have to do a three-point turn? Is there not I mean you can't really tell. There could be an alleyway here, especially on the left side of the road. If you're coming down, it would have been the, the bug's right side of the road, right side. You know, at the end of that fence, there could be some alleyway or something. You could have just turned down quickly. Hmm. He sees the dude have this. And he, he this goes issue. off to the side. And he definitely, he's big into not being seen. <laughs> he's big into that. He's not succeeding too well, but he's no, big into no, it. Oh, exactly. Um, so the, the bug comes down. So the, you see the blue car come down the street. Right. There he is. Then the, the, you have the issue with the marijuana cigarette falling into the dude's lap, and he dumps the stuff. You see... The Mike the Tree sh- Ale. Yeah, Mike Tree Draft. You see the shot of the car hitting the dumpster as it goes around that truck. This is a side street. Boy, if it's an alley, he, he's got to be taking a big risk because most of these are driveways here on the street, you know? Yeah, you're right. And there I could guess- be an alley, but man... There's the realty sign there. These are homes. Where does he go? There's no way he drives around the dude and keeps going straight and drives past him. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was just wondering, but I guess you're right. That doesn't happen. Well, you know what? Again, this movie is from the dude's point of view. So this could have been three minutes while he worked his way over, tried to get out of the door. Whatever happened there, we don't know. Just like... Like, the Collins aren't going to show us what that car does, right? They're only going to show us from the dude's confused point of view. And from the dude's point of view, and in his current addled state, it's like magic. It's like a ghost car. Because it's just gone now. I know I give you the, the business about this a lot, but begrudgingly, I have to agree with you. And that's part of... That's part of the magic, I guess. Like you said, that's part of the magic is maybe time doesn't matter. Space doesn't necessarily matter. Geography doesn't matter too much unless you notice it. Anything could have happened. I think you're right because that's part of like the voice. Like if you're writing, you have a voice. This is the voice of the film. So it doesn't, that's kind of the forest for the trees thing where we examine these details of like the physicality of the film. Right. Which is so far down the list of importance. I mean, we already have The Stranger, which seems like he could be some, as we've described him before, possibly some supernatural element. Right. Right. I mean, really, it's hard to say, right? 
If I was to put myself in the mindset of watching this movie for the first time. Difficult to do at this point, 67 episodes in. Yeah, very difficult. But <laughs> I wonder, you know, because we, we've also talked before about how the magic of this movie is just like anything could happen. Like these weird characters keep coming in and out and interwoven through this story and they keep adding more. And, you know, they're still going to do that. Larry Sellers, he sees it's a new character going to be added in. More yeah. and more strange, eccentric characters keep getting added in, including the stranger who may be of some sort of, uh, you know, mystical providence. We, ha- we haven't even seen Jackie Treehorn yet. No, yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. So, you know, watching this, it could be like, like literally it could be a UFO, a holographic <laughs> projection. Like it could be anything at this point. All right. I see what you're doing because we don't know as first time viewers, what, the hell is going on like i would say a ufo might be stretching it but you know (gasps) what if the coen brothers did a science there are genre hoppers brad what if they did a sci-fi yeah i'm trying to like like, my gravity brain they can already do a sci-fi i I guess you're right i don't think they have what if they directed like the star wars episode nine or something like that it would be the final payoff to Lynch not directing Jedi. Nice. Well, he didn't do that, but the Coens directed one. So yeah. have fun with that, everyone. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you're not going to like work. it. You think you will, but you're not going to like it. Because the Star Wars is kind of like, uh, you know, it already has that Western feel. True. They have some experience with they could bring to bear. They have a ton of experience with it. At least two and a half movies were westerns. You don't agree? Um, I again, I'm just well, Unforgiven, No Country for Old Men, half of Big Lebowski, maybe three because half of Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Is that kind of like an early western? Sorry, oh um, my goodness, True True Grit. Grit. Yeah, Yeah, True Grit is the one, they're both very brown. Yes. So, I get them confused. Yeah, they they do that kind they could of do thing. That. I could somehow make. Yeah, no, I, Star Wars would be right. I was also thinking since J.J. Abrams isn't directing the next Star Trek movie, he isn't. What, what do you mean? Go, I, I believe Eight? he's not. He's passing the reins on. He stays on as producer. He's only doing one. Hmm. I'm talking about Star Trek. Oh, Star Trek, sorry. But he's also not doing the other Star Wars movies. That's also very brown. Oh, I Actually, it's very back. silver. He might be doing... Cause aren't I they can't doing, imagine him not. Here's, here's my ignorance showing, but aren't they also making other Star Trek movies? Do you mean Star Wars? I mean Star Wars. Because <laughs> I think you do. <laughs> yeah, are they making... That made me feel so good, because you fucked it up, too. Aren't they Good. making weird Star Wars? I think they made that weird declaration about the canon of Star Wars and how this is acceptable, this is not. And I think they might be doing other weird shit in there. It's probably going to be like, and if it was an AMC TV series, that'd be fine. But it's probably going to be like a um, like an FX. Which well, is, I was thinking, uh, I felt like I heard... Maybe the Coens I, will direct confused. an FX Star Wars show. 
Oh god. I thought they were doing a Star Wars. They were going to make additional movies. Like they were going to do Star Wars episode 7, 8 and 9, but then like in between they were going to release other Star Wars movies. It's a little no. It would be like side quills, not with those characters, but also in the universe. These kind of little one-shot, little self-contained stories. I don't know if I'd call them side quills, because do they write things? Do they contain ink inside their feathery bone structures? Maybe not, but I thought it might be more like um, mini, mini quills. Or, okay, I don't know. But not necessarily feature length. Um, what is that like a like a true detective sort of thing? Maybe five to eight episodes of uh, one little side story. Is that what you're talking about? That kind of thing. That's what I'm talking about. Although I thought it would be actually movies. I'm really confused. Anyone out there that actually like still cares about Star Wars is smashing their head apart listening to us ignoramuses. I guarantee you they have long eight. since stopped listening. So Star Wars episode cool. eight. Yeah. Jean-Luc Picard is coming back. No, but it has a, <laughs> it does have a director, um, Ryan Johnson. Oh, from the office. He's did, funny, uh, but I, I didn't know he was yeah. a director. Yeah, he did Looper. Oh, that guy. That was all right. That movie. That's a pretty okay movie. I thought. Yeah, all right. Um, Joss Whedon was here for the last two and a half days and his daughter was around and she lives in Ireland and (laughs) we're jumping on the trampoline. She's like, do you watch Star Trek The Next Generation? It's like, holy Jesus. Uh, I used, yes, yes, uh, yes, I maybe. Do you remember the episode where they explained about Data and where his mother and father came from? It's like, holy sh- shit. No, I am way out of my element here. You probably know that Should episode, though, don't me, you? Man. I wanted to call you up. It's like, talk to this man. Yep. I know nothing. I know all about it. Data's father was a human being and his mother was a robot? Is that true? That This is how much I know. I got it that, from a nine-year-old. That is, that is <laughs> true. Yes, that is true. <laughs> And then, you know, he programmed him to sweat. I don't know. It was all about sweat. We had a big conversation about sweating. Perspiration. Did they program him to sweat? I guess. I don't know. They programmed I don't know him if... to breathe. Wasn't to there some warm. sweat talk? Sweatuck. They, sweat-uck. they might be a reference somewhere. Sometimes I felt like he you mush them. Sweat. Well, I don't think Data's... Data's sweat did i maybe his mom sweat sweated his mom would have had to sweat ted or else that would have been a giveaway is it sweated or sweat what's the past tense of sweat doesn't matter i sweat mm, i, sw- I, I used sweat. to sweat i used to sweat i sweat so his mom sweated in the past his mom sweat i sweat all over my shirt i don't know Sweat. S-W-E-T. Think about it that way. Sweat. Is that a word? Let's find out. Oh, sweat. Sweta Basu Prasad. Come on. Get us out of this. How did this happen? Solar Wind Energy Tower. Everyone loves Data. He's the best. Like, you just can't. It's just, yeah, he's the, the, the bomb. 
I mean, it's, yeah, you can see it right there. Did he really have a human father and a robot mother? So. Okay, his, no, 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 that was too he long was of built, a so. We got to move on. It's too long of a so. Let's not do it. He was built by a human, oh, God. Dr. Soong. Mm-hmm. Um, he did have, Dr. Soong did have a female love interest who did work as well on the creation of data. However, so, oh yeah, fuck it, forget it. It's way too much information. I, this guy, I have way too much to say about it. They shoehorned her in at the end. It was like, oh, let's just invent this thing. Yes, we never mentioned this. Dr. Soong never mentioned her. We've never seen her. But all of a sudden, we're just going to like throw this in. And then it turns out she's a fucking robot. Sometimes I try to help you, and other times I'm an asshole. This time I was trying to help you. You're right. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Let's go. Forget all right. It. Star Trek, forget it. We're way... Out of anger the, over the issue hopefully is a slightly entertaining but let's go let's on. just go back <laughs> let's go back two levels back to the star wars slash star trek shit where you're contending that jj abrams is not directing episode eight he is not i believe that he's is not. well known okay. but he's still involved I, I guess i think you he's probably know. like his he probably has some deal where he's like producing the whole dang thing now mm. but i could be wrong okay Okay. He could be the new George Lucas, like he's just going to take the whole thing over. But maybe not. I don't know. <clears throat> that would be better than George Lucas taking it over. No, for sure. I want to get back to this road business that we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, road. 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 Rude. The dude is driving down what amounts to a highway. If you examine, and you can see it at 6532, if you look, when he looks in his mirror, you can see the entire roadway extending into the distance. There's three lanes on his side, at least two lanes on the other side, and you can only assume that it's three lanes over there. So it's a six-lane, you know, one of these roads going through downtown L.A., wherever he is, going back to his bungalow. Right, so he's on on one of these big ass. I mean, you just call it a highway. It's not an interstate, you know. It's total access. It's not limited access. It's total access, but it's a highway. It's like US nineteen in Tampa, three lanes, sometimes four on either side, but you can be going sixty five miles an hour, seventy miles an hour down this thing, and slam on your brakes and turn into a Starbucks or an Albertsons if you feel like it. It's just right there. It's right on the road. Boom and big parking lot. Boom. Just you exit the thing, you either go the safe way, not the grocery store, but the cautious way, out the side road and go to the light and then turn right. Or you can just literally turn right onto this six lane highway where cars are like shooting by at the speed of sound, practically. He's on one of these roads. Six lanes, at least. Maybe a turning lane here or there. So when he turns onto this side street, where we see the phantom VW bug come, Brad, Mm -hmm. and you look back there at the road that he just turned off of, which is Mm -hmm. supposed to be a six-lane at least highway that is not a six lane highway it's like that's the side street back there in the background 
he turned down the alley, basically, you know? Right. He's already in the alley, so you got an alley off an alley off a side street off a highway. So I'm just saying, like, I don't think that we can safely say that, or even in good conscience say that, the blue VW turned off an alley off an alley, because it would just end in somebody's garage. Right. But he turned... So what you're saying is there are multiple turns. Like we see the dude turn. No, says, it's one turn. It's one turn. But it's, so it's it's but it's just a massive continuity error. Massive continuity error. So I guess it depends on like which reality you subscribe to. The little shot in the rear view mirror where you can say it's a six lane highway, or the longer scene where he's on the side street. So your contention is going to be since we spend more si- more time on the side street that he didn't actually turn off a six lane highway. We were supposed to presume that that was like a four or two lane highway slash road. What I would say is it no. I would say it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's just dream like reality. Where he is, there's multiple realities coexisting. The dude is like just simultaneously sliding between one reality and another. <laughs> Okay. Let's talk about the dumpster then. You want to talk about the dumpster that he hits? Sure. He hits a dumpster. Actually, let's, before we even get into that, this minute starts out with a shot from above with the dude pouring a beer into his crotch to try to extinguish his marijuana cigarette that he tried to flick out the window that bounced back in and landed in his lap. Yes, that is all correct. And is now like nestling its way down into his gonad region. Terrible, terrible thing to have happen, right? What am I going to do? Pull over real quick? No, the burning could start at any time. So he takes his Jericho Cotchery beer and he dumps it in his lap, hoping to extinguish the MC. That's code for marijuana cigarette. Yeah, That's going to be the new lingo. Yeah, the MC. Hey, guys. Where's the master of ceremonies? Hmm. But look at the shot. It's pointing straight down at the dude's lap. It's at the very beginning of this minute. It's 66 and zero seconds. And Mm -hmm. you've got the steering wheel in the foreground. You can see it all. The lap is there. You see the MC come in. But think for a second about how they had to shoot this. They're shooting on, like, a Panaflex camera. This is not a small camera. It's I mean, not a GoPro. They could have swapped out a different camera just for this shot. But I'm going to go with you and say they didn't. A different film camera? Yeah. One that's small enough to mount on the inside well, yeah, no, you're of right. the car. No Pointing camera. down and get this shot. What It would have to be an extreme wide angle. You'd, you'd see what, and then they're correcting for the... Like curvature of the lens, and it'd probably be easier just to disassemble a car just for this shot. What I'm saying is, they had two cars. They have a carcass and a car. They shot this one with the carcass, cut off the roof, because I'm pretty sure they had two cars for this. I don't know where I heard that, but they had two different cars because they had to like smash one to pieces. They had to burn one. Who knows in what order they shot those scenes? They had two beat up cars. And one was kind of in pieces where they could remove different parts of it 
and get these shots. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is that a, you know, again, I'm not, I don't know these details, but I wonder, is that like a standard way these things work? Like, well, yeah, know, think like about a Hollywood car. It's like, okay, absolutely. here's one that just like, it just snaps apart. They can just take it apart. Well, I don't think that to, you can just be like a Hollywood put car. put it back together. Think about like Fast and the Furious. Like those are very particular cars. It's a very car centric movie. So if it's a Ferrari, blah, 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 it has to be a Ferrari, blah, blah, blah. So $2 million of our budget goes to buying three of those cars. One, we're going to drive off a cliff and everybody cries a little tear for that because you just took that amazing piece of machinery and mechanical wizardry and drove it off a cliff for a movie for some entertainment. And then the other one, we're going to cut into little pieces that we can remove so we can shoot the interiors. And then the third one, we're going to drive around into a dumpster. Boom. Well, I wonder, since those cars, you know, there's probably maybe a promotional consideration involved, and maybe that company can actually like give bodies without any innards or anything like that, without any engines to film some of these things. Or maybe you can even just recreate them. I don't know if that would be cheaper. But if we're talking about these super high-end cars, right? Like, just make a fiberglass replica or something. Hi, Maserati. Can you, for a production run of two, <laughs> create a fiberglass body? I'm not saying you go to Maserati. I'm saying, like, special effects. Just like you create an X-Wing for Star Wars. Here's our, you know, a bunch of these cars we're going to, like, smash and blow up. I get you. I get you. I think that does happen, but I don't think that happened here. And we're not dealing with Maseratis, obviously. What is this? Right. Gran Torino, right? We see it from a distance driving and smash into the dumpster. So were the last two shots of the movie, him driving this into the dumpster and smashing it. And then the last shot was... The Nihilus with it on fire in the background? Were those the last two shots of the... Or the last two shots of the movie involving this car, I should say? Well, I'm not arguing they don't have multiples. Although, the, and as you go, though, the car does get more beat up. With each... Each scene, it's progressively more worn. So they'd also have to take that into effect. I wonder if we can see bullet holes in the back of the car. Because I don't. There should be bullet holes in the back of the car. That would be, uh, yeah, that's a good thing to look out for. I mean, maybe I do. There's a couple suspect holes, they but it might seems be hard. like... I mean, I don't... Oh, no, you definitely see the bullet holes. Yeah, I guess I car. see some. All right. Over the fender and up yeah, to the I'll hood. Yeah, I'll take it. Or down the hood, the trunk. I'll take it. That's a bumper, right? Bumper. Fender. I get fenders and bumpers confused. Are they different things? Yeah, I never knew they were different. The fenders on the side of the car... Brad, uh Tell me. Fe- tell me. I need to know. The fender is on the side of the car. Okay. The bumper, at least on this car, is the aluminum piece on the front end and the back end. It's a bumper because okay. you bump into... Ooh, I bumped into some bump, bump. The and the fender, fender is like fending off side swipes. The fender <laughs> is the just fender's like that on little, the side. All I can think of is some cars just have like that little tiny skinny strip on the side. No, it's the piece that goes from the front of the car, so just around the edge from the headlight all the way to the front door. That whole section is the fender. 
Okay. And then, I don't know, but maybe the section from the back door to where it wraps around to the taillight might also be a fender. I'm not sure if that has a different special name, but I know the front part is the fender. So we like don't know anything about cars. Around. Yeah, but it's on the side. So just as it makes that turn to go along the side, that's the fender until it reaches a door. There's a fender. We'll just Google fender image. Well, you'll just get guitars. Damn it. Brad, can we please... Let's move on. The dude turns down this street. He sees the VW following him. It turns down the street, too. He gets pissed. He's like... He he gets serious. That's when he flicks it. It goes into his lap. Starts dumping the beer. He's swerving all over. He almost takes out this old school Ford pickup truck that's here. The pickup truck honks its horn, has to drive up onto the sidewalk. Thank goodness there's no mother with a stroller there. Drives up onto the sidewalk and then back onto the road. Right? That guy's pissed. I mean, this guy comes out of the blue like that, then you have to drive up onto the sidewalk? (laughs) Honking your... And you almost, like, got into a horrible accident? He does seem kind of calm. He is so... Look at his face. Like He's just, just kind of driving routine along. business. It's, LA, it's Chinatown, baby. It's just what happens. Like, I could say that, like, he's too intent on just trying to, like, control the situation to express rage or honk his horn or be, like, cursing out or something. But at the same time, like, the way his hands are on the wheel, they don't even seem like... This just seems very casual. Very casual. He's just... This kind of stuff happens. You're driving down a side street in L.A., this is what you expect. Don't expect to just drive. It's like a video game. It's like Grand Theft Auto all the time. At least there's no gunfire. Be a weirdly calm, isn't he? And then immediately, blammo, into the dumpster. And the dude doesn't have to wear a neck brace for the rest of this movie after hitting that thing? Yeah, that's a pretty hardcore hit. And it's straight on, like that's how... Like straight on, the front of the car is thrown into the air, maybe like three feet, four feet. Like the, the, the front tire is maybe three feet off the ground for a moment. Let's see, three feet? I thought it might be more than that. Yeah, it could be more. It's I, a lot. I'm not a good estimate of that, so I'm being a little conservative. That's been made clear. We'll but, say three, but it's between three and four. No, he made somewhere between 3 and 58. 15 to 80 feet. It it actually went up out of the frame and then came back down. The car disappeared for a second or two. But yeah, I mean, straight on. The the, the dude, or more rather the stand-in for Jeff Bridges, playing the dude in this scene. So how how is that working? How is that working, that that's your job, where any normal person would probably be in the hospital for a week maybe or a couple days and then have a brace and like not be able to move themselves real well how do they how do how do they do because obviously somebody is driving this car into that dumpster because we see it for a long time because the dude's car goes up onto the other sidewalk Mm -hmm. almost hits the lou michaelis realty sign comes back around and straight on 
blam, right up in the air, and you see the body and the head and the hair get jostled pretty intensely. How are they not injured in this? Maybe they're wearing special protective stuff, like he has a neck brace on and other things. Meanwhile, the dude isn't even wearing his seatbelt. He he would be severely injured. Yeah, in real life, when, I mean... He might die. He might slam his head so hard on he the steering wheel. Windshield? Or he might just go through the windshield. I mean, as I look at it again, you can see... It's awful. It's an His awful head thing. Slam forward. Does it hit? Do we see it like hit the steering wheel? Well, it like it's hardcore, man. Like look at that whip. That whip. Like he goes whipping forward and then whipping back. Ugh, that right. hurts my neck just looking yeah, at it. Right at that moment of impact, it's pretty hardcore. And so we're talking about a stunt man who's wearing protective clothing. He's strapped in. He's got a thing on his head there's probably like fake hair around the protective cushioning on his head and the car is only going what 10 12 right straight on like that if this was actually the dude no seat belt cruising along not even looking yeah he would either fly through the front of the windshield a la adaptation or smash his face on the windshield, or hit the steering wheel. He might be. He may be dead. He may be dead. This is hardcore. Ugh. Or it can't be a dummy where they like remote controlled the car. I would, well, uh, that thought occurred to me, but I. And I then wasn't sure ha, if I was ready to go there. Look how funny that is. And then we cut to him. He's just like, huh. Oh. That was intense. Ha ha ha. Well, it's physical humor, right? Just like Three Stooges or something, where it's like, oh, look, he got smashed right. in the head with a two by four. <laughs> but it's funny now. Like, it's the same How kind hilarious. Of it's like a humorous. It's, this is a very humorous scene. He just smashed his car into that dumpster at high speed because he's kind of fucked up. Where is the seat belt? In his car. I think they removed the seatbelt from the car. Because as he starts to worm his way over to the passenger seat, you can kind of see along the pylon, we'll call it, and around the edge of the seat. I don't see any seatbelt there. Is it only a lap belt in this model? Well, that's what I was wondering if it would be possible. Did, wasn't like, it, it always? old enough? Like pre-safety of that style? Wow, when did they introduce the uh, over-the-shoulder part? When can we stop asking questions that we should already know the answers to? Well, because we thought of the question just now. <laughs> Here's a problem I have. We need to have. stop proposing questions that occur to us in the moment. Here's another problem I have. That, this is not a question, this is a statement. The mm -hmm. dude hits that dumpster. That is not a construction dumpster. That you would have when you're replacing your roof or renovating your house in some way. And the construction team comes and throws all the crap in it. And then the truck comes and beep, beep, beep. And they lift the whole dumpster up vertically. And then they horizontally lay it onto a flatbed. It's not that kind of dumpster. Mm -hmm. This is like a dumpster that would be outside of a business. You know, if you ever yes. worked food service or somewhere, 
we'll say, I don't know, just spitballing Manhattan bagel, something like that. You would take the trash out and you'd throw it in the dumpster. It's that kind of dumpster. What is that kind of dumpster doing on this residential street? Well, Was that funnier because it got more movement when he hit it? Well, we got to get a dumpster that's going to move a lot. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It, could it be something like this whole little community here? Because there's houses here. And that's where they put their trash? They put their trash there. A dumpster that's sitting in the middle of the street? <laughs> yes. <laughs> really? I don't know. I'm just... What is this, Torrance? Trying to figure that out. What is this, Ralph Macchio moving to California with his mom? I mean... So ugh. I do have an answer to the previous question. What was the previous question? About the seatbelts. Okay. And it said, most U.S. manufacturers adopted some form of the three-point seatbelt in the late 1970s and early 1980s. All right. Well, this car is probably older than that, right? So only lap belts, but we also know that he's not wearing a lap belt. So he's not wearing any form of seatbelt because we see his lap when he's worming yes. around for the MC. Well, although I also think that answer from the internet might be completely wrong. Hey, take it easy. The internet doesn't lie. I have an answer to my own question. It doesn't work, but I'll just throw it out there. We're mm -hmm. just going to like, you know, squash this before it can start any sort of flame war or anything. This Ford truck that the dude almost runs off the road, this calm pickup truck driver. Yes. He's driving this weird-ass pickup truck. It's got this sort of, like, box in the bed. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't have any windows or anything. So that could be construed as a construction truck. So maybe they're kind of sliding around the regulations, and they had a... Um, you know, a non-construction approved dumpster there. Just one of those food service type dumpsters. And he just got that and he was making a run to the dumpster to like move some of that, that out. Because maybe they've got a construction site a couple blocks down. He's going to dump all that there. But this was cheaper or something like that. Could but be. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I say I call bullshit on that because he's driving very fast past it. It's not like he had just stopped there. So don't give me that crap. It's ridiculous. I, I have a link to what a construction... Do you know what a construction dumpster looks like? I think I do. I can send it to you. I have a link here to a picture. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Oh, I'll do it through the magic box, yeah, but you've is. already got it. Yeah. Construction dumpster. There it is. Yeah, that's what I would picture. Right. In my mind, they're maybe like twice as long as that one. They're open on the top, you know? But yeah. There's no exactly. lids. Like this, the one that the dudes, the yeah, dudes hits, it's like a normal dumpster. You little see. plastic lid on it. You lift up the plastic lid. You throw your trash in. Mm -hmm. That kind you of You might see outside an office building or a restaurant, like you said. Right. Or a McDonald's or something. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When he finally crashes, he's sitting there and he's worming his way out. We see a shot from outside. So they're inside the car for most of these shots. And then we see a shot. So he looks the one way back from whence he came. Mm -hmm. 
looking for the VW. Not there. Mm-hmm. Looks back the other way. Not there. Mm-hmm. When he looks back the other way, the way he was driving, the direction in which he was traveling, we, we see that shot from outside the car. So, my question is, more proposed questions that we can't answer, did they have to choose, like, one piece of the car that could be removed? Like, they couldn't have the option of having, so this is their little car cast, their car cast. I see, I'm not sure I'm following, because I see both shots are from inside the car. All right, 6630 is where I'm looking. It's right when he turns to look down the direction of travel. And there's a window in front. And the reason I know this is because you can see a vertical, not a vertical, a 45-degree angle, maybe a 39-degree angle line bisecting the frame in the top left third. Mm-hmm. That's from outside the car because we're seeing the window. That's why we see that reflection. And why is it so, and I have an answer, I'm just asking rhetorical questions. Why is that so bent and refracted? It's almost, hor- it's practically horizontal. It's more horizontal than vertical. I why would it be that way? About, dude. It's at 6630. Yeah. Do you see the reflection of the so you what, see what you could a, call a light pole? The, he, this is a shot down the alleyway. No, it's, we're direction. seeing the dude's face. Oh, oh, got you. It's just now before that. Just before that. Yeah, sorry. He's through the yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Through the window. Yeah, shoot through the window. Yes. And the light pole is re- it's bent, so it's refracted, and it's more horizontal than vertical. Right. But if you look at the dude's face. And how they composed this, I guess you could call it a close-up, sure, close-up. It's not from beneath him. It's not from above. It's basically front-on, right? Like, the camera is essentially eye-level, I would say. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If they shot this from right outside this window, at eye-level with the dude, this close, you would see the camera and all the crew. So... What I'm saying is they do have pieces and parts, but this window is, like, angled in some way to eliminate the reflection of the camera. Well, it's not straight onto the glass. I mean, it's definitely at an angle. Yes, it's a little to the front of the dude, right? It's a little in front of him. So, I mean, as long as no one... A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Not a lot, though. A little bit. Hmm. But... That doesn't explain, like, the extreme nature of this curved, what, lamppost of some sort? Telephone pole? Whatever it is. No, that is true. It's just weird. You see the curved post, and then look underneath it, you see, like, the trees and everything. And they're practically horizontal. And those are horizontal, right? So it's almost like, not only have they angled it, it's almost like they created a special piece of glass that was extremely convex or something Mm -hmm. so that you could tell there was glass there. You could get some reflections, but it would be like, you know, the angle of light would glance off so much that you'd see shit like way over there instead of the stuff that was closer. Yeah. Does that make sense? It's like, it's a very convex 
piece of it's, uh, it's stage glass. Stage glass That's on the what passenger they put in side. These, these uh, break apart cars. These break apart Hollywood cars. But only for they the interiors. Stage glass. You can't do it for the wide shots and the exteriors. So you got to have multiple cars. Right. Yep. That's what, that's what I'm contending. And if we're parked on this, you can see the um, driver's side, the rear driver's side door is now unlocked. I just noticed that. So I don't want to focus too much on that. God bless him. But didn't we see that that was locked at some point? I feel like, well, we definitely... Oh, actually, that happened the last minute. If you cycle through, it's like locked, unlocked, locked, unlocked. I don't... Did we notice that? Yeah, I seem to recall something like that. Yeah, something. But maybe the dude should lock his doors more often if he doesn't want to get his car stolen. Especially if he's got a million dollars, million fucking dollars in his car. Lock your doors, dude. Why is the seat not beer wet, Brad? When he goes to look at Larry Sellers' homework? Why is it not beer wet? I was wondering that same thing. I mean, it's hard to tell, really. I mean, there are a couple drops of... Was there simply not a whole lot of beer left in that bottle? It's really just kind of dribbling out what he spills on himself. I I mean, there's not a lot left, but there's a quarter to a third of a cup. Right? Majority majority of it absorbed by his cargo pants. By his pants. There's a few drops there, like where it would be between his leg, I think. And then just the gross. This whole seat is so gross. Yeah. Ripped open, but then you have like acorns or some shit in there. Well, I'm not I'm gonna say they are not acorns. Do you know what I think they are? What? I think they're peanuts from the bowling alley that he put in his pocket so that he was saving for later. Yeah, could be. He just put them in there and then they came like dribbling out and then maybe he'll find them and eat them. Maybe he eats them right after this scene. He's like, oh, huh, a peanut. It's been on the bar, it's been in the bowl, it's been out of the bowl. I've thrown it at the the bowl. It's been in the seat. Some vagrant used as a toilet. (laughs) As a toilet or perhaps just uh, moved on after he slipped out. Yeah. And he probably ate it. Yum. For all his cleanliness, he's a disgusting man. This whole scene confirms that suspicion. I don't like how he pulls this most precious clue out of the seat. Now, granted, maybe he didn't know it was a clue, but he kind of like rips it out of there i don't it's like it's gonna tear apart it seems like it should uh, tear apart based it should right it's all crinkled you can see there's some like resistance to it and he kind of i know i don't know how i know that sensation but i've somehow had crinkled pieces of paper stuck into creases and had to gently remove them i don't know when that would have happened but i i i know this sensation and he's like I don't care. I'm just yanking it out of there. Another difficult shot to do when he yanks it out of there, because again, we're inside the car. goes back to that children and men shot, that extended shot, that horrible scene where they're inside the car when uh, everything goes to shit, basically. They had to develop some sort of like terrestrial James Cameron-esque camera module to do that scene 
All I'm saying is, here's another like erecto car carcass mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that they had to use. Probably the whole top came off. Right, the top came off. The passenger door came off with its convex glass to shoot this scene. He pulls the paper apart to reveal the information. Right. Here's really we could have stopped this an hour ago because here's the only piece of information that I feel is worthwhile about this minute. Mm-hmm. Since all I've talked about is lack of continuity. 6643, he unravels the paper. Mm-hmm. We can see it pretty clearly, right? It's a piece of notebook paper, th- three hole punch, right? Blue lined, three hole punch. It is three hole punched. Maybe you can't tell in this shot. No, it you is. We'll be able to tell in a second. <clears throat> Look at the middle hole. It's kind of ripped open. Where it says, use a dictionary, Mm -hmm. which is one of the things that we're about to focus on. Now we go to the close-ups, just after the dude's iconic, like, eye squintings. Mm -hmm. His, not exasperated, his um, discombobulated eye squints. Oh. And we see, use a dictionary. Look at it. Look how perfect it is. Boom. So... Here's the paper. Before we crinkle it up and shove it into the seat and rip it to pieces and pour beer on it and sit on it, we need to get these close-ups of, use a dictionary, who is he? You know, and all the red markings that add up to a D for poor little doofus Larry Sellers. So I want to do a little investigating here. (laughs) What are you going to (laughs) do? On air? actually... The same what? piece of paper. I think it is because the, I mean, the handwriting is pretty good. Um, I mean, even just use a dictionary is right there. I looked at these markings. They're like pretty that good. would be the, the, let's, let's focus on that. Use a dictionary, right? So I can kind of see. Well, there's the a line. The eye are right above yeah. the hole. Right above the hole. And when we get to the close-up shot, it's not. The U of U's is right above the hole. Hmm. I mean, am I, I, mean I could just be misperceiving something. Here. I don't believe that you are. I don't believe that you are misperceiving. No, you're right. Wow. They had to make two of these. Even just that much work, like handwriting a book report or a whatever report, history report yeah. on the Louisiana Purchase, twice. It's like, forget it. I don't want to make movies I'm anymore. done. Uh, it's, movies are not my bag. <laughs> well, that's why you get people to do that shit, right? But then you have to that's pay them, That's why you them, need Brad. to make a movie. You need a bunch of money because you have to pay people to do all that stuff. Yeah, you have to pay people. You can't just expect them to do it out of the kindness of their heart. But then you need the money to do it. Now, you know what? Hang on. You may not be correct here. I think that it's a little... It's a little hard to determine where the hole is on the wide shot when he pulls it out of the seat because it has been so mangled. Okay. I think that it has ripped um, 
up and to the right at a 45 degree angle such that you can no longer tell no, where the hole is. Right. I think it's one correct. giant hole. All right, it's one. Okay. It's either, let's put it this way, <sighs> the papers match. The papers match, so it's one Louisiana purchase report that some production assistant had to write out. Well, or Not they two. made or they wrote multiples and made them match, but in either case. Or they just copied it. Made one and then made a couple duplicates with a color copier or something. Which probably cost $1,000 in 1998. Who knows? We need three copies of this book report. That'll be $1,000. Thank you. Use a dictionary. So I want you, Bradley, okay, now well, that we're hold on. looking... Oh, you go. Hey, Can you still see the use a dictionary. I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at the close up. Look at the dots above the eyes. Uh huh. See how they're off to the right. I think I know where you're going. So but yes, I do. Point that out. Now you go mm-hmm. say your thing. Well, are you going to follow that up with anything? No, I just wanted to point that out because it may become it may be a clue that we can use later. Okay. So while we're looking at use a dictionary. Look at the T in dictionary. The vertical part is loopy. It's obviously a felt, red felt pen, so the lines are thicker and they bleed a lot, but it's a little bit loopy. It's not straight up and right down the line. Look at the T right next to it with the black pencil or pen that Larry Sellers used. Loopy across. Hmm. Look at the general loopiness of... The um, handwriting of what we're supposed to construe as the teacher's writing. And look at the general loopiness of Larry Sellers' writing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, I'm no forensic handwriting scientist, as you well know. But I find this loopiness and, like, the lack of, like, connection. Like, sometimes in the O's, up in the top right corner, you can see some word that's, like, from i think it's f r the r is all like mangled then the o see how it loops around but doesn't connect and then look at things like the d here in dictionary in the red doesn't connect and it's got a little air loop in there it was a production assistant that wrote all it's the same handwriting same person wrote that both the red and the black handwriting is my contention and as you as they go white flashing and looking around Spelling, you know, look at that spelling. Look at all the other words, how similar they are. Wouldn't a teacher that's being so aggressive about quality not be so haphazard with their handwriting? Why would they be so similar? Look at how loopy everything is. Look at the ease. Yeah, I've been examining this. I cannot argue with what you're saying. If you go to who is he, and I think it's supposed to be Livingston, there's only one dot over Livingston in Larry Sellers' Livingston, and it's either over the first eye or the second eye. If it's over the first eye, it's way off to the right. And you already indicated that there's this off to the right thing happening yes. with the red stuff which we can see even in who is he well i saw the um when in the upper right they have like the it says history period four you can see that dot is pretty much over the s 
And what's supposed to be Larry's uh, writing. Oh, is that on the first, when we pan across, before yeah. we do the white flashes? Yeah, I think so. All right, let me take a look at that. But I think even without, like, the, I think the dots are the, um, appropriately enough, the nail in the coffin here. I think even without that, you got Louisiana yeah. Purchase there over to the right. Um, I just think even the way things don't connect, the general loopiness and slovenliness of it. Oh, period. Yeah, I see that. That's not even a dot. Yeah, history. Well, the period is, yeah, the period gets more like a dash almost. But look at the history also. The eye in history. Uh, let me take a look at that. Um, Louisiana Purchase, history. Oh, way over there. Yeah. But I think when they were doing, so it's it's the thing that you do when you try to mimic somebody's handwriting. You can't get away from these little tells. It's like Brant's tells. So in, you know, Mrs. Jam Toss or whatever the hell her name is, then you have history, the dot is way over there, and then you have period four. They were trying to be sloppier when they were writing Larry Sellers stuff. So the I, even in period, they dot the I way over to the right, like you pointed out, but then they made it like slash over. So it's more of a hyphen instead of a dot. Okay, I'm the student now. This is their mindset. I'm the student now, so I'm more slovenly with my writing. Then when I'm the teacher, I'll be a little more careful with my writing. But you can't get away from your nature, Brad. You are who you are. And it's like a fingerprint. Your handwriting will always rat you out in the end. No, I agree. This is a ma- This is well. I won't call it a major discovery. It's not a, it's not a, a major thing. It's in the middle strata of discoveries, though. Mm-hmm. A nice, nice middle tier discovery. But again, something I hadn't noticed before. I was just more enamored with the content. Use a dictionary. Who is he? D. You know, it's like, oh, this guy is a bad student. <laughs> But he's, admittedly, and let's not throw him under the bus too much, he, he doesn't have the best home life. He's being, he's not being raised by his parents. His dad's about to die, you know. It's, it's not the best situation. So you can see how it lead to a life of petty crime. Although stealing that car and smashing it, is that a petty crime? I don't know. It's a, it's a, I would say it's a serious crime. It's stealing anybody's car, no matter how much it's worth. Mm-hmm. Probably still a serious crime, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Here's... This is... Talk about missing the forest for the trees, Brad. Mm-hmm. Yes. Where is the silver briefcase right now? Larry Sellers and his buddies got it, jimmied it open. Oh, what? There's phone books in it and threw it away, basically. We never find out. I don't I don't think the movie ever wraps this up. Yeah. Do they? I I'm gonna say so that you're probably right. Oh look, a briefcase. They smash it open. What the hell is this? Throw it away. Throw it over. Throw it over an abutment. Probably the same abutment they smashed into. Hmm. 
But we don't, there's never a closure on that. We're left to assume. Plot's not important. <coughs> In this movie, no. I'm just confirming. It's not, that's not a new technology. Just, uh, just confirming. I want to tell you this thing. <sighs> Stand by. Okay. I haven't seen this movie in, I don't even know, 15 years, 20 years, uh, Blood Simple. M. Emmett Walsh, you might know him from such hits as Sling Blade. So M. Emmett Walsh mm-hmm. drives not the same make and model, but what this website at least refers to as the same car. I don't know if we're led to believe it's the exact same car or the same make and model in blood simple as John Polito is driving here in the big Lebowski. Yeah. In, I mentioned that article. I think it was last episode. Yeah. 30 years of Cohen's. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or was that two episodes ago? I think it was. Who knows? But they did. um, Could have been 30 for all I know. In that article, they did reference a bunch of in-jokes, a bunch of references to Cohen's other movies embedded in this one. And that was Hmm. one they mentioned. Although they didn't. They just mentioned it was like the same. Yeah, I don't remember. I was always Hmm. under the impression it was just the same make and model. Yeah, it was just, oh, it was a blue uh, VW Beetle. It wasn't, like, not that it was literally the same car. Like, they have that car, like... In the garage you, at home as a memento from that movie, but it could be. But you never know, you know, it's probably just mm-hmm. a prop, kind of like the beer bottle. They're not making new beer bottles for the McFronts and Scheissen's draft. It's in the prop house. Oh, we need a beer. Get the hands draft bottle. Put some, you know, whatever, ginger ale in it. Dump it on your lap. So it could very well just be sitting around the uh, Universal Studios prop house. What about M. Emmett Walsh? He was from The Jerk. That is where I always think of him from the first. Was he the guy trying to kill The Jerk? Yes. That was him, huh? Okay. He hates cans. Exactly. Get away from all cans. Cans everywhere. (laughs) Yes. Oh, shit. That's I need such this a classic. and my remote, and that's all I need. Well, I need this. Oh, and I, what was this dog's name? Stupid or something? Asshole? It was, well, there was two shithead. Shithead! I need, sh- come on, shit. Well, I don't need you. In the, if you saw it, the edited <laughs> version that was on I, just I think I saw that first. Stupid. Stupid, yeah. But in the, in the, in the actual movie, it was shithead. Yeah. I kind of like stupid better, but maybe that's just because I saw that first. Kind of like stupid. Come on, stupid. Maybe that's stupid. What do I got? Couple more things. Couple more things. Not too much. We're almost done. We're gonna put it out of its misery pretty soon. Um, I don't totally agree with the teacher's comments regarding punctuation. I okay. think they, you know. First of all, Larry Sellers misspells purchase in the title of his paper. So the teacher was put off right from the get-go. The Louisiana Poochass? Poochass? What is this? You can't even spell the title of your paper? Yeah. Right? 
So already they're just looking for a reason. They're give me a reason. The teacher's saying, give me a reason. But if you go to 6658, it's right before this minute is over. And you can see one of the, one of the, problems that the teacher has is all right you can see what larry sellers wrote we're at the end of the line on the right side right you see blah 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 government and then it goes to another line we can't see the left side blah 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 blah, 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 thought that and then that is under underlined yes look at how the two t's are connected but that's neither here nor there and then the teacher underlines in red that and puts a period there like, uh, oh, oh no, that's oh. a dot on the eye. That's well, the for dot is. on the eye that's off to the right. See, I told oh. you that information. Yes, that will come back in style, yeah, won't come it? Back. And it did come back already. Wow. With the handwriting recognition, which isn't where I knew it would come. So it's, it, I've gotten double duty out of that Double one. duty. You win twice on that one. So why is she underlining that? Well, if she did want a period after that, she wouldn't underline it also but i think um i don't know it's somehow incorrect is is it because the t's are connected and you're getting uh, lazy it could just be somehow grammatically unclear without saying the rest of the sentence it's hard yeah. to say you know he we don't thought have the full that context the purchase was good versus he thought the purchase was good like that like it doesn't have to be there it's extraneous. Okay. Or maybe it doesn't somehow Seems. agree with the rest of the sentence. If we could see the rest of the sentence, like he should say, instead of that, it should maybe say, uh, I don't know, something else. I'm just trying to imagine a scenario in which Larry has these egregious, like, big time problems with his paper, like misspelling the title of it, inventing characters for the historical event that was the Louisiana pooch ass. And you're going to like nitpick adding a that. I'm just trying to imagine what this sentence (laughs) could be where this is a problem that you have is that (laughs) whatever this is warranted attention. Well, if it was something like, you you misspelled the title. Those people were good guys. (laughs) He wrote, he thought that people were good guys. I don't know. That is such a throwaway word. Like I can't imagine a scenario in which this is that big of a problem when so many other things are wrong. Why even bother? And you don't describe it. You just underline it. How's that helping him? I just think they were pissed because they looked at Louisiana Poochase and they're like, all right, fuck this kid. <laughs> Although they don't mention the Poochay. I don't think they noticed it because it's not that none of that is turned red. And you're underlining that and you don't even underline Poochase. Teacher, so I'm not saying Larry Sellers is some kind of saint. Clearly, he's not. He's a total asshole. But this teacher is taking the wrong tack with him. You're not going to get anywhere with a hard-to-reach kid like Larry Sellers if you're aggressive and pointing out all his failures. Like, there's a more constructive way to go about critiquing his paper. He did the paper. He turned it in, you know? And now you're like nitpicking a word like that how's that helping him do you you want him to succeed or do you want him to feel bad and get more bitter i don't know just what's wrong i guess i don't want to go too much into it but i think that's what's wrong 
I think you're right. That's what's wrong right there. Some teachers just want to feel better. They want to feel better about themselves, and they take it out on the easy targets. And Larry Sellers is an easy target because he's kind of an asshole, but the teacher is the adult in this situation. So you don't have to be all snarky like that. I'm done. I'm done. Did the dude buy right. one beer, Brad, on his way back from the doctor's office? No. They stop at a place and buy one. Well, I know the 69 cent check. But yes. Can you, but it's harder to buy one beer than one container of half That might half. not even, he might not even bought that beer. There could it was just in the car from Larry Sellers' Joyride. It yeah, was it from the be. Joyride. It was the Vagrants. <laughs> I bet that's, and maybe it wasn't, it was probably already open. It was laying in the seat, yeah. in the, baking in the hot LA sun of I, October. Yeah. I was going to actually just comment, although I guess this doesn't work, because I don't know, I'm, I'm going to say maybe in L.A. it was a thing. Like, recycling wasn't really a thing in 1991. But it wasn't, uh, did you ever, like, walk down the street and it's, like, garbage night and all the recycling things are out there? You can reach and look for beer bottles, see if there's a little beer at the bottom? Most people leave a little beer in the bottom of their bottle. Yeah, you can walk down the street, drink the bottoms out of all those beers, man. You could end up with a six-pack. Yeah, you get a buzz. You get a buzz going. Okay, now I get you. I get you. It's disgusting, but... Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. How does he keep himself in marijuana cigarettes, but not in beer, if he's, like, swiping things from people's recycling bins? <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good point. Well, he, he doesn't have... I mean, he, he obviously has some meager amount of money, some form of government welfare or something. It's got something going. I mean, you know, and maybe this is a Lebowski Squanto at this point. I don't think we've ever mentioned it in this a show. A Lebowski Squanto? Yes. Is this like a <laughs> tenter hook? Kind of. The fuck is a Lebowski Squanto? Oh, Squanto. Shit. Oh, man. Am I supposed to explain that now? I get. I don't know what it is. See, I, I mean, I know it's what's it's, it's the so uh, casually, even though it only makes sense to me. And Silver Rangers sidekick Squanto. That's right, isn't that his name, Squanto? Or is this uh, giving maize to the pilgrims? Which yeah, the one pilgrim is it? guy. Oh, Tonto, Tonto Squanto. Right. Okay, yes. giving maize to the pilgrims. They invented him to make it feel nice. Right. Is that the kind of thing. Well, Squanto. So my concept of the word Squanto. <laughs> It's a word. So this is something that might only make sense to me. This is one okay. of these things that I noticed in the world, and I made my own word for it, which the word is squanto. I'm and already I, into it, so... I don't know if like, anyone else can really understand this or maybe notice this, but as a child, I was especially attuned to this. The fact that there were like these basic facts that were repeated to children ad infinitum. Mm-hmm. Like you learned about it in, like you discussed it in, uh, you know, nursery school and then in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, like you watch Sesame Street and they explain it to you. And then on this children's, it's always a thing, right? So like you had pilgrim be, parties at your Methodist church where you gathered together in the fellowship hall to simultaneously protest Halloween and celebrate Squanto and the pilgrims. Exactly. I'm just spitballing. Sure. Well, so one of these things would be, for example, the fact that whales are not fish. They're actually mammals. They're mammals, right? you stupid idiot. Like that, that, that is presented right. 
two children as some sort of mind-blowing fact. They beat that into you. Or some sort of thing like, hey, you know, whales are mammals. Whales and dolphins aren't fish. They're mammals. But, like, you know, by the time I'm, like, six or seven, they're still trying to tell you that. And it's like... Since I get I was it. Three, you've been saying that like in everything. It's like here's your little like Johnny's first book about the ocean, and it has that fact in it. In this nursery school, they did. They talked about it on Sesame Street and Mister Rogers. It's like how? So this is me now, right? In my my little mind, maybe not realizing how privileged I am to have all these things, but it's just like why? Why is this like for four years? They keep telling me this as if it's something like I wouldn't know. You're back in present day now. They've been telling you this for four years. <laughs> yes, exactly. When I was 34, I heard about this thing that whales aren't fish and they're still talking about it. But okay. then. All right. So Squanto is one of those things. Okay. The story of the pilgrims and how in the first Thanksgiving, how Squanto gave them corn and helped them hunt and all that stuff. Squanto. This idea of Squanto. Mm-hmm. As a historical figure, but the difference is, I think that Squanto is most likely invented, and whales as mammals are not. Yeah, Squanto maybe. So that's that's the newer, you know, more like modern, darker take on it, right? But Squanto okay. was presented as this thing. Like, God, you're not hey, getting that deep into it. Just this thing. Here's the thing. Squanto. You better know it, you little asshole. You yeah, better we're know this. Teach you about Squanto. You're. I know it's crazy. Let's let me tell you about it. It's like. Dude, Squanto is so old school at this point. Like, I've been hearing this story every Thanksgiving for years on end. Squanto. It's not a special thing. I don't know. So that's what the word Squanto is. So when I it. said a Lebowski I like Squanto, it. I mean a fact that I'm about to present. Give it to me. Like it's some special secret fact, but everyone freaking knows it. What is it? Did you already tell me? I don't even remember at this point. So, the Squanto is... Um, yeah, I don't remember what it I'm is. I'm dying. Either. Oh, shit. What were we talking asshole. about? Oh, the dude's money. You better me. Okay. Well, where does the dude get his money, Adam? You oh, is me. it the Rubik's Cube? Yes. Okay. That's the Lebowski Squanto I'm, I was about to la- lay on you and all the listeners. What a buzzkill. He is the heir. Apparently, in the original, some earlier draft... It was mentioned explicitly that he was the heir to the Rubik's Cube fortune. I imagine not like the heir, but maybe some distant, some heir, because he doesn't have Second that much Second cousin money. of the daughter yeah. of the inventor or something. But he has some check right. coming in from that. So that explains how he's able to eke out it, even his incredibly modest existence with no... Meager, even. With no, yeah, with no identifiable means of income, being but the, all, one of the laziest always, men... I'll always take the darker side and say that that is never a thing that the Coens wrote or was intended in the script. Maybe they were like hanging around and somebody threw it out there one time. Maybe, but who would know? It would have been in the textbook that you never read that you ordered from Amazon, but never read it because they were sitting there for like two weeks. The three of them, the two Coens and the author just, eating donuts and throwing tennis balls at the ceiling. It would have come out at some point very early on, even if it was discussed. It didn't matter. It's not real. It's not. It's kind of like Star Wars canon. It is not a part of the actual Lebowski canon. This would be like, you know, some like fan fiction or something at this. Maybe a step up from fan fiction. 
I mean, but, I wouldn't call it fan fiction. It's not canon. What I would call is maybe in Clone Wars cartoon. Earlier, no, I think they even take that. No, well, it's just like in Star. If we're gonna do the Star Wars thing, right? Like there was earlier drafts of that script for Star Wars that were all fucked up and weird. Right, right. His name was Luke Starkiller and what? Right, Stark. God, it's better than Starfucker. Which they good band that. though. Good band. Um. Okay, so Lebowski Squanto, yeah. But, okay. But I, I don't know. They're not always telling us we should know that, are they? Oh, I'm just saying, it's one of these, like, you know, on BuzzFeed, 10 facts about the Big Lebowski oh, that okay. will blow your right. mind. Or, you know, right. like, right. you're sitting at the bar when I, like, talking about Lebowski, you're like, oh, well, you know what? Hey, did you I know? heard right. that he was the heir of the Rubik's Cube fortune. It was, that's what they, what they originally were going to be. Right. Meanwhile, it's like, I'm 40. I don't need to hear about Squanto anymore. Exactly. Get over this Rubik's Cube Lebowski tell business. Me tell me, tell me the story of Squanto. <laughs> Wait, are whales mammals? What? Next, you're gonna tell me dolphins are mammals. Yes. So there it is, Squanto. But are bats mammals? Crazy fucker. All right, a Lebowski Squanto. I wrote it down. Good. Perfect. Um, please, let's kill it. The engine dies at 6614, you hear it go, blah, 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 blah. There's my one and only audio note. Done. That's all I got. Yeah. Um, I don't, you know, my, I got the Bose headphones, and not only does the wire keep breaking, but the foam is like, burst out of one of the cushions. I can't even use them. It's bullshit. These aren't cheap. They were a Christmas present. This minute ends perfectly, though, on the scene, on the transition. Can you believe how perfectly? Really freaking perfectly. Multiple levels of perfection oh, here. Oh, and I can't wait till next week. <laughs> yeah, a lot there. That's... But anyway, they, they're, they're flashing between this beautiful close-up of the piece of paper that the homework is on the Louisiana Boo Jays. And they're using these white flashes to transition to the teachers, the history teacher's assholery. He also spelled it histoi, but... Flash. Who is he? Flash. Use a dictionary. Flash. More red lines. And then, major flash. And the minute ends with a white screen. Yep. Which as serves if you've been... as the transition to the next, the next scene. It's like you spent eight hours on the poop deck. Next time on Gutterball. Near the In-N-Out Burger. Those are good burgers, Walter. Shut the fuck up, Donnie.